What drives you? What inspires you? You know why you're thinking about your education and career. You just need to know how to make your vision a reality. Indiana Wesleyan University will get to know you and your goals, challenge you to achieve, and support you beyond graduation day. We're regionally accredited and offer a tuition guarantee to save you money on more than 160 online degree programs. You know why? IWU is how. Visit IWUishow.com to learn more. It came on a night like any other. With power unlike anything else on Earth. Using beyond advanced active ingredients like bicyclopyrone, Acuron GT post-emergence corn herbicide is here to annihilate tough weeds. Advanced technology. Enhanced control. Talk to your Syngenta retailer about Acuron GT. Always read and follow label instructions. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best-in-show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey, everybody. It's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, and I'm so excited. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Christina Chambro, and what's really funny is that we're getting caught up on things since we are in COVID land. And since we're in COVID land, it's been great on getting podcasts done. And I'm literally getting caught up. Um, two people helped me create a list of dream guests. And I met this guest over a year ago, and we're just now getting to her name and reaching out and finally making contact. But again, I didn't recognize her name until I saw her face and I was like, I know who this lady is. So Dr. Christina Shambro, thank you so much for joining me today. And we have to tell everybody how we met because um, it's really funny because I don't know if you're going to remember this part of the story, but we were at the AHVMA in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, so I guess that would be the 2018, no, 2019 show. And um, I had just come out of a, a lecture about um, homeopathic uh, remedies, a, a lecture, and I was literally the only one in there who didn't understand. And I remember raising my hand and asking a question and like everybody turned and looked at me in the room like, who is this person who doesn't know what they're talking about? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just the cannabis lady. I don't know about this other stuff. So I remember leaving that lecture and being like, um, gosh, I still don't understand. I wish there was someone I could talk to. And then you came up to me and you're like, I'm in love with your dress. Where did you get that dress? And we like literally almost got me naked trying to look at what the dress, who made the dress and everything. And then I remember reading your tag and it, I forgot what it said, but it said something about uh, homeopathic medicine or something like that. And then I said, I just came out of this thing. I have no idea. Explain it to me. And you took me aside and you were so kind and so nice and took all the time in the world. And I had a new best friend. So I just wanted to say thank you. And I'm glad we're finally getting you on my podcast. Um, but I want you to tell everybody what uh, homeopathy is and how long you've been practicing it how did you discover it and how did it take you to this wonderful place that you're at now? 
Great. Well, um, I'm passionate about homeopathy, mostly because it provides a framework for people to understand true health for their pets. Now, I didn't know that at the beginning. It took me 10 years before I learned more about holistic. I graduated in 1980 from the University of Georgia, and I had done a one-weekend course maybe two years before that on Chinese medicine, but it didn't attract me particularly. And then I had a client tell me about homeopathy and that she was going to a local vet and um, she had been using it for a decade or two in her therapy practice. So I called the vet and he sent me two homeopathic medicines and he didn't continue in homeopathy because he didn't really understand it, even though he was taking uh, a weekend course through the National Center for Homeopathy. He sent me a a medicine and said, these are good for cats with bladder problems. Now, as you pay attention, all of you listening will at the end of this talk go, well, he didn't know what he was talking about because you'll know more than he did by the end of this talk. However, that was all I knew. And I stuck him on the shelf at the clinic and my boss was uh, seeing a client one day, months later, It was a cat who had bladder problems, and the cat had been on antibiotics for three years. And every time they stopped, within two days, frequent back to to the litter box, and now there were some side effects. They were actually starting to maybe possibly think about putting the cat to sleep. So I said to my boss, here, I've got this. Here we go. I've got this homeopathic medicine that Dave Taman, Dr. Taman says is good for bladder problems. You want to offer it to the client? And he said, no, but you can offer it. So I walked in and I said, you know, this homeopathic medicine should help bladder problems. Um, and she said, well, I'm, I'm willing to try it. Tell me more about it. I don't know anything more about it but this vet up the road has been using it and had good success. She did it anyway. So you can eliminate the placebo effect. She had no belief in this at all. I hadn't conned her into it or anything like that. Well, within, um, I'm sure I did it very conventionally. I probably said give one pellet twice a day for a week. Within a week, the cat was off antibiotics, doing fine, and in the nine months I was still at that practice, never had a return of her bladder problems. Wow. That was the big hook from the sky saying, hey, pay attention to this. So what I love about that story is that that's the same thing that's happening with you know cannabis medicine, is that here in Florida, I get the animals that have been given everything, nothing else works. It's a life or death and I have nothing to lose. And I have a rescue. So that's why I get, you know, so many of them and I don't have anything to lose. And I literally say they come back to life with a full spectrum, you know, product and a raw or fresh diet. And then absolutely, if they need to be supplemented with other herbs, we do that also depending on, you know, each individual pet and what they need. So it's kind of funny how, how it starts that way. 
you know, when nothing else works. I can't wait till we get to the point where we try those things first, which well, we, we do, do now. We do now. You even, know, even more with and cannabis, more. as people are probably tired of hearing me say this, Dr. Trina Hazal, the director of oncology at the VCA in Los Angeles, is using cannabis before she turns to chemotherapy or radiation um, first. So mm-hmm. that is awesome. And the reason that we want to turn to these things first is because they're all natural. You know, being on antibiotics for three years, I mean, must have destroyed the cat's gut. Right. Um, and uh, tell me if you agree, most cats with some sort of uh, bladder or urinary or kidney um, is probably because they're eating a dry kibble diet and not getting, you know, the hydration that they need. Um but so that started it. You just must have been like, I need to know more. Right. So then I started studying and uh, Dr. Pitcairn was developing homeopathy for animals around the same time. So I studied with human teachers. I studied with Dr. Pitcairn. Then I started teaching for Dr. Pitcairn. He and I created the, and Jana Rigas created the Academy of Veterinary Homeopathy, which awesome. is still going strong today. And most importantly, I started learning and thinking differently about animals. I read Juliet DeBerkley Levy's book, Herbal Remedies for Pets, and learned about how to think about how pets behave in the wild and discovered I love to teach. So I, what homeopathy does is it provides an understanding, a framework for whatever method of treatment you're going to use. Cannabis doesn't work for every animal. Mm -hmm. I know you'll agree on that. Um, Homeopathy doesn't work for every animal in every condition. Conventional medicine doesn't work for every animal in every condition. So our goal is really to, to, we, we have this thing at the Holistic Actions Academy called HMDM, Holistic Medical Decision Making. And it's three steps. Number one is to set a goal. Is this an emergency? Am I scared of what's going on? Do I need to go right to my vet or to the emergency clinic? And you do that. Or is this a milder, a milder acute problem? Or is it something I've been dealing with forever? Mm-hmm. And I can start trying some different approaches. Or the third goal could be, I've got a perfectly apparently healthy animal. What can I do to maintain health, build health? So that's step one. You set a goal. I love that last point. Okay, we have to take a short break, and then we're going to go through the, each of these steps. I love Perfect. each of these steps, but gosh, I love that last one, being proactive and pre- preventative because when you know better, you do better. So I know a lot of people have that dog that they lost way too early and they're not willing to do it again. So we'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. 
Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right. We are back with Dr. Christina Shambro, and we are talking about your three steps. So the holistic medical decision making, because that's really the key is you want to be making decisions from day one when you get your animals. And whether you're working in a shelter, whether you're getting them into your own home, you want to be able to have a structure where you know what's happening and you can make the choices and not be pushed or pressured by other people to make choices that don't feel comfortable to you. And I do, and we do all wish that we lived in a world where we could walk in and hand over our animal's health or our health into someone else's hands, but we can't do that. We certainly can't do it with our pets because, um, you know, we, we have to find that person that is on the same or in the same wheelhouse as us. If we don't want to give our dogs toxic pesticides to keep away fleas or ticks, and we walk into a holistic vet and we're being offered only that, then that's not a good fit for me. So it's not like you're going to find a perfect vet right away. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of research. Sometimes like me, I, well, now I have a whole bunch of vets, but back in the day um, when I didn't have a vet around here, I would get my blood work and my vet is in another state. So I would get blood work and test and get the wellness and send over and ask them. Um, But the more we know it's not complicated, the more we can be advocates for our pet's health. So I love this. What is the goal? So the second, so the second step is what you just talked about, which is research. Right. And, if you put together a healthcare team, as you talked about that you had, um, then you have a lot of people to ask because there is the, what homeopathy teaches us is there is no one right answer for any person or for any animal. There's certainly things that make common sense. And as you do your research, you might be going to books, you might be going on the internet, you, but when you do that, whether it's a book or the internet, you have to question who is the person telling me this and does it make sense? So a couple of basic questions for general health for pets comes from homeopathy says every person and animal is unique, that we each are born with an energy pattern. And this energy pattern was created genetically but also by the environmental circumstances of our, of our mother when she was pregnant. And then what happens after they're born is going to influence them as well. Within the first few weeks, that microbiome in the gut is influenced and started. So the sooner you start, the better. However, so many people are adopting older animals. You can start at any time, but the key is to remember you are the one living with your pet, so you know what's working and what's not working. As you do the research, you'll get some tools. One of them is called Beam. Shine the flashlight. Shine the beam of light 
on your animal's health. So B is for behavior, E is energy, A is appetite, and M is mood. If all of those are great, then whatever treatment you're doing is moving in the right direction. But as soon as one of those is going down, even if apparently they're not sick, then you need to do some tweaking. Something's off. The other thing is there's a list of early warning signs of internal imbalance. Did you know that cats, healthy cats, don't drink water? Even tigers in the wild only drink water if they're not getting enough prey. So another early warning sign would be a little goop in the corner of the eyes, having tartar on the teeth, cats vomiting hairballs. Wait, wait a minute, you say, that's normal. We just have to give the hairball gel. Nope. So once you have these tools to evaluate your animal's health on a regular basis, then you can keep researching and find some solutions. So the step three is to sit back, take a deep breath, maybe meditate, maybe call people on your team and create an action plan. You start the action plan. So a person I was talking to today had called an intuitive. Her cat is 16. It told the intuitive that her canned food was making her tummy upset. But um, her mom was trying to feed her fresh food and she wouldn't eat any of it. So it's like, so now what do I do? How can I help my cat eat better food? And so you make a plan. Okay, we're going to try fish and see what of the different kinds of fish, canned, raw, dried flakes, kitty caviar, does any of that appeal? And then you evaluate the response. Nope, none of that worked. Go back to your goal. The goal is to get my cat to eat something. Right. Eat something or eat something healthy? Well, eat something healthy, but very often. I know a lot of people will turn to something and they'll be like, that's the only thing my pet will eat or won't throw up. And I'm like, okay, well, it's non-food. So let's keep searching till we get the point. So you good food and healthy and good for them. So you keep recycling. You go back to your goal. So your goal is to build health and allow the cat to become healthy enough to eat good food. So then you may do more research and you go, oh, look, there's this co- this flower essence company. Flower essences are 100% safe, so everybody can play around with them and use them. And it has a flower essence for switching foods. So that may help this cat switch to a better diet. So that's the next action plan is to try that. Next action plan may be to try dairy or egg or different foods. The next action plan may be to work with a homeopath. Now, she asked me, her initial query was, what homeopathic medicine can I give to make my cat eat good food? Well, I had to tell her, each cat is individual. And with homeopathy, we look at 4,000 or more different homeopathic medicines. And we use all the symptoms that the cat is showing now, or dog or person or goat or horse is showing now and has ever had in the past and their preferences. Do they want to be warm or cold? 
And this puts together a picture of that internal energy field I talked about initially that everybody comes into this world with. And at this point now, it has twisted. It's not a very healthy. And so now we're looking at what medicine fits with all of the symptoms. So we're looking at the totality of everything wrong with the cat, including not wanting to eat different foods. And then we can try a homeopathic medicine that may or may not work. There are Chinese medicine approaches that may or may not work. Sometimes all it takes is a chiropractic adjustment. I know. <laughs> or it may take trying cannabis to see if that shifts their health level. Healthy cats will eat a variety of things. So therefore, you're looking for anything that can improve the health. Now, part of step three is really key. When, with homeopathy, we're taught that whatever treatment is given, whatever lifestyle happens, you can evaluate how it's impacting the person or animal because only a few things happen. Our bodies don't show us lots of different things. They either move towards a cure or palliation, which is temporary help, or suppression, which is getting worse. And with palliation, they'll slowly get worse over time, but often they look better right away. Mm -hmm. So your clues are the current symptom. Say you have a dog who comes, who comes to you and is, has been limping and isn't able to walk. Maybe it's one of those with degenerative par uh, paralysis and hasn't been able to walk or a disc disease and they've tried everything or they haven't. They decide, you know, I've heard a lot about cannabis and I'd like to try that first. And they come to you. So if they're walking better, you go, oh, good, this is working. But you also have to look at the beam. Are they walking better and feeling better better or normalizing, walking better, and their appetite is getting better or normalizing. Could be too much, it'd be normalizing down. Or is are they just walking better? Are they walking better and they're no longer vomiting hairballs or the tartar is starting to fall off their teeth? Then you know, even if they're still not walking as well as you want, or maybe there was just a little improvement but they're better in other ways, stick with the treatment you're doing. Very rarely will any conventional drug produce the overall good effect, even though it's very good at stopping a symptom. So the homeopathic perspective is we want to push the energy field to heal the body itself, not merely stop symptoms. Suppression happens when the symptoms stop and they feel worse overall. Right. So if or that ever happens, yeah, or it's a very the treatment. Right. Um, now, I love to say that. If it's temporary, then sometimes you have to wait a little bit and see, is it temporarily good and we just need to do it a little longer? Or because you might not know at the beginning, but if you're paying attention to early warning signs and beam, and then you'll know how you're doing overall. Because again, there is no one right answer. That's so important for everybody to know. 
And there are many, many different things to try. Like you said, you would do cannabis and but then you may have to do some herbs or some Chinese medicine or some homeopathy in addition. Right. And so everyone's going to recognize we're saying the same type of things, that we want to support the animal's immune system's ability to fight off a disease, to make themselves better without suppressing it. Okay, we're going to take one more break and we'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots and close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we're back with Dr. Christina Chambro and we're talking about, um, you know, what we're, we're, our goals, our three steps. So I love the three steps. I love being proactive. What would you tell? I'm sure that most of the time what you get are parent, pet parents with a sick animal who come to you as a last resort um, is probably what you see the most. It's what I see the most. They're, um, they've tried everything. They want to try it. Um, you'd be amazed how many people are trying this as a last resort and they don't even get the bottle in time. Um, the, the pet passes by the time they get the bottle. So that's how last minute they're trying things. Actually, um, that's not true for me because I've been in practice because I was in practice for 35 years. And because I'm speaking on shows like this, people hear it and go, oh, I can start now right. having my pets live a long, healthy life. And, you know, and it's just some common sense things. Yeah. We're know, tired of our pets dying. We're tired of them, of us losing them at seven, eight, nine years old. And right. yeah, we're going to. And there's no, there's no magic. It's not right. like, oh yeah, if you do this, then your pet's going to live a long, healthy life. Right. I mean, there are people who are vegans, meditators, shamans, gurus who, who get cancer and die at 25 right. or 35. So it's not magic. That's what everybody needs to know. And this is a place where it's really important to hear, especially if, if they are older and you start learning this and you go, oh, I'm the one that caused all this because of my choices. Don't feel guilty. Right. There are plenty of animals out there who are living the lives of the way you did it, who did fine. And there are animals with the new things you've learned who haven't necessarily lived a long life. So it's sort of like a lot of, but most animals, there's some keys. I mean, what makes the most sense? What, what would you eat for yourself? 
fresh food, a lots of variety, or Amy's organic pot pies twice a day for the rest of your life. Oh, that would be good. <laughs> now, but, I not, always, but not I a always, complete diet. Right. I always try to say, compare it to eating a bowl of Cheerios with no milk every single day. Right. Feet. However, see, then people, the next thing people say, oh, but I feed my dog organic dog food. So that's why I use or that Amy, Amy's pot pies because it. it's close. Right. But the, the fact is what's happened is if you go back and look at the books written in the 80s, other than Juliet DeBerkeley Levy's, but Pitt Karen's and Anitra Frazier and some others, they were basically looking at the ingredients in pet food and then providing recipes that sort of made pet food and feeding the same thing twice a day as opposed to the very best is to integrate what you're eating and hopefully you're eating healthily right. with what you're feeding your pets. So if you're having chicken, they eat chicken. If you're having fish, they have fish. Right. And number two is to help the planet. So we're not continually raising meat to feed animals is to look for and encourage your pets to eat the parts of the prey animal that white Ameri that Americans don't eat. Things like tongue, chicken feet, chicken heart, fish heads, fish tails, all of those are excellent. Mm -hmm. So we're not doing a talk on diet today. You're gonna I get, know. you've got many others, but yeah. it just the point I'm making is common sense and observe your animal. Some thrive on raw, some need cooked. Some need warming foods, some need cooling foods. Yep. Some need grains, some don't want grains. So use common sense and go through those steps. I'm going to try this. Let's see how it works. If I'm getting cure and we're getting better and better overall, stick with it. But keep right. exploring possibilities. Then the second thing is toxins. Toxins are so horrendous numbers of toxins out there. A lot of them you don't have any choice about. Many places you live have smart meters that are continually shooting in EMFs. You may live near EMF lines. So sometimes you don't have a choice against all of the toxins, but you can stop vaccinating for anything except rabies. The vaccines last a lifetime. You can't, and some of them, most of them aren't very effective anyway. Right. But you do need to stay current on your rabies unless your animal's very ill, and then you get your holistic vet to write an exception if the state will, will allow that. Yeah. Um, and don't use flea and tick chemicals. There's so many different options. I've got a book on a Kindle. Book. Yeah. I have, I, I, right. I wrote, a, I wrote a book that you can get on Kindle on on natural ways to flip for fleas. And, and um, it is possible. I have a rescue farm. I have nine dogs. I have dogs coming in, in and out on a regular basis, boarders, fosters. And we finally have our flea um, problem under control naturally. Um, and the thing that saved us were those amber necklaces, the Baltic there you amber go. necklaces. Every, every person in every place have different solutions. The key for fleas more than ticks is healthy animals just don't get fleas. So you don't need to do anything once you maintain health. And well, if you I start had, seeing- I had one, they they wouldn't stay her, but they bit her and left. 
um, and she was so allergic. And then we do well, have a little dog that they do, but I could not, um, you know. But that's because she wasn't healthy. Probably. See, because if an animal is allergic to a flea bite, that means they're not healthy. And the same thing for ticks. It's absolutely fine for an occasional tick to bite your dog or cat. And certainly you want to avoid that if possible. And there are many ways to do that. But a healthy dog or cat will be very unlikely to get any of the diseases associated with the tick. And that's because and if, their immune system is healthy and operating. So it's kind of like a suit of armor that, you know, if they do get something, their immune system's like, yep, yeah, nope, get out of here. Absolutely. And and it's, it's even more than the immune system because the immune system is just part of the body. We have the immune system, we have the microbiome, we have each of the organs. And so it's really the energy field that's keeping everything healthy. And that's why you need to continually recheck and see how are they doing. The other thing that's crucial that a lot of people ignore, especially in cats and small dogs, is exercise physical and mental. Cats can be trained to do agility, high fives, roll on their back. Just go watch America's Got Talent. I watch right. that all the time and they have dogs and cats and chickens and a pig. You know, any animal can really be trained and they love it. And each one needs an appropriate mental and physical exercise for who they are. They are different. You they don't expect so the same different. thing from me. You don't expect the same thing from each one by any means. Nope. So they're just like children. Every single one are completely different, like different things, have different talents, have different, uh, you know, things that they can't do. We're out of time, but I want people to be able to find you. Um, I know that they can book a consultation with you. I know that they can take classes. Where do they find us? Find you. Tell our listeners, please. So my website is christinashambro.com, and they can um, check me out there, see if they're interested. My email, if they want to go straight to email, is healthyanimals at AOL.com. And then I highly recommend checking out holisticactions.com. Yeah, I'm going to have to have you come on and talk about that. I love it. Holisticactions.com is basically if you are a pet parent and want to learn, um, this is where you go. It's a beautiful site. I love the information. I, I know there's classes that I'm going to sign up for. I can't wait. Thank you for offering that. We're going to have you back on so that we can talk about that. I know you're going to join me for some Facebook Lives because you have so much information, and this certainly wasn't long enough. But thank you so much for joining me. Oh, you are so welcome. I can't wait to talk to you again and um, and see you in person. And when Absolutely. I see you in person, I'm going to wear my best dress. I got some new ones I got to show you. <laughs> well, you're going to have to take me shopping. That's what you're going to have to do. I'd be happy. To <laughs> thank you that so much, Dr. Wonderful. Christina Chambro. Thank you. Have a good one.
the opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. What's with Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew is like a zipline of incredible flavor directly into your brain. Mountain Dew is like getting punched in the mouth with pure neon refreshment that creates a neural explosion sending flavor shards of electric brain pulses into your very core of being. Okay, maybe that's a little over the top, but you get the idea. The fact is, the mind-bending challenge of describing the taste of Mountain Dew is way harder than just experiencing it. That, of course, is easy. Just grab a nice cold dew, crack it open, and toss them back. Mountain Dew. Do the dew. Is that Dunkin's new holiday blend coffee? Sure is. Because sometimes the holidays just call for Dunkin'. What's in it? A spark of holiday spirit? A cup full of holiday cheer? Your very own holiday shopper? Actually, all that. And notes of molasses and dried fruit. Just the warming blend I need for that holiday hustle. Ah. Sit through the holidays with a $2 medium holiday blend coffee at Dunkin'. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply.